Hey, what's up, guys? It's Toya Nomura, and you're listening to LunaStream. Our shared goal for this podcast is to create a public forum for second generation to discuss their opinions, form stimulating conversations about our movement, and to bring the ideas of the young people to the forefront of the wider conversation. On this week's podcast, Justin Tor and I will be talking to Catherine Anglin. She's the current head of YAM, which stands for Youth and Young Adult Ministries, and has replaced Kayleigh Moffitt, who stepped down earlier this year. We'll be talking to her about how she got the job, what's it like, and how YAM fits into the movement as a whole. Now, without further ado, on to the programming. Hey guys, you're listening to LunaStream. I'm your host, Toya Nomura, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Tora Oda and Justin Doherty, and our special guest, Catherine, who is the current director of Yeah Yeah. Tora, say hello. Hello. And Justin, what's good? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be here, you know? I'm uh, blessed that we have this, this opportunity. Thank you, listener. I love you. Amazing. And uh, say hello to the audience, Catherine. Hi, everyone. It's good to be here. Exciting to talk to some new friends i just made so yeah awesome thank you for joining us today making the time to out, out of your seg- schedule to you know come on the show and uh, talk to us about um today's topic which will be everything about the youth what you guys are going to be doing at yam the new direction you, you're taking your goals and kind of how we can make this movement more accessible or more i guess appealing to the to a- the age of range of 18 to 25. So um, I guess the biggest question is, is for me, is that like, what is your goal specifically in like within the next five years, right? Long term, long term, short term, you know, and what you guys plan to achieve or what you plan to achieve as a new director of, of YAM and how you plan to, yeah, what what you do, what you what are you trying to do, I guess? Yeah, so I guess I don't really see this position as a way of like, you know, having people just follow me and leading them a direction. I feel as I feel of feel as if this position is more of a supportive role and kind okay. of an empowering role to, um, especially the subregions and as well as the local um, mm. local communities. So I really want to do um, a good job of being kind of the mediator of okay. someone who can kind of report at the national level for the voices Mm -hmm. of the young people out in the field. Um, So I guess when you say vision, I don't really have more of a vision than being kind of this, this mediator and being able Mm -hmm. to, to communicate kind of at the headquarters table, what the young people are really feeling and experiencing. Okay. That's, I guess that's good. But I think when I hear that, it's a, it's a little, little, little frustrating because it just feels like that means your role is kind of almost superficial in a way. Like if you're not being able to do, so like if you have a plan or if you have a vision, but you're only being able to mediate it, it just feels like, I mean, I, I understand that they put you there and that it's a necessary role. And I'm not trying to be like sound offensive or anything. It's just, uh, I'm just poor. I just have, you know, I don't know how to phrase this um, just off the top of my head, but like, you know what I mean? It just, it just feels like a figurehead position almost. And it's like, I get that they need you, but then it's like, if you're not able to make your own decisions or make like, or have a vision towards how you want to shape YAM or like, if they're not letting you do that, it just feels kind of weird in a way. Hmm. I don't think it's so out of the ordinary. I mean, I represent an Mm -hmm. organization Mm -hmm. that has a vision. And so everything that I do supports that already. Um, And, or, or, that's kind of like the track that I'm going. So of course, things and mm. initiatives and campaigns that I do are going to naturally align to um, those visions and goals. But I can't really, I mean, and I don't have 
the position or the power or and mm. the 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 desire to just want to take young people wherever I want to go it just creates a lot of disunity no yeah and I understand that but I think what I want what I'm trying to get at is like if you wanted to I guess um make it more appealing for young people to like make it more appealing for young people to or be able to engage young people more often like are you able to take like direct initiative or direct action to to make those like to make that happen yeah I guess being so new I haven't really had the opportunity or you know the Mm -hmm. the room to to do that but I would think through communicating with our president and through other young leaders we could come to some kind of agreement or compromise or, or even, you know, just hop on board with whatever it is that, mm-hmm. um, you know, the young people or our teams are really, really wanting. Mm, I see. I see. Actually, before we go any further, um, getting a lot, a little lost here. So if you can just share with us how long or, or what your position is, uh, how long you've been in this position and what you actually do, in that position specifically, I guess. Awesome, yeah. awesome questions. Um, so I started in, the, in this position on April 1st. So it's been just a little over a month. Um, so it's been a lot of just kind of seeing the scope of the position, meeting the teams, working um, to learn the team members. Um, my SRCs are an awesome group of people that um, I'm so privileged to work with, um, super capable and loving and caring people. So you guys are in good hands out there. Um, it's an SRC. Oh, sub-regional yes. coordinator. Yes, sub-regional coordinator. So there are six sub-regions, including Canada, um, and you have one young person representing each sub-region across mm-hmm. the U.S. Um, and all of the young or sorry, all of the youth pastors um, in the individual communities kind of report and um, work with them to, yeah, make sure everything's running smoothly. So really the SRCs is who I see as the leaders out there on the ground. And then I'm just kind of, yeah, that middle, that mediator position to report at the national level and kind of make sure things are running smoothly at the national level. So um yeah, it's, it's not a full-time position. I'm just part-time. And mm. um, yeah, I see this really as a support role. And I think that's kind of a misconception with um, some leadership, leadership positions is that mm-hmm. we think that they're there to tell you what to do and how to do things and where to go. But mm-hmm. um, I, I take this position so differently as a really a way to give mm. the subregions the, the, the autonomy and the power to do what they feel um, their communities are really led and called to do through their mm-hmm. own um, potential and and creative skills, um, rather than you know me directing you guys that this is what we're going to do for this day and this holiday and this event and whatnot. But really give you guys the power to express your faith and your love for God and your parents the way you want to. I see. Um, yeah, that's really clear. Justin, did you want to add anything or ask anything first before I continue? Um, I think that's, that's pretty in line with what really any good leader does. It's, it's more about supporting than, uh, telling people what to do. Like, I feel like obviously as a leader, you need to set uh, guidelines or goals, right? So if you're, if you're own a company, um, you need to train your, your people what to do. Right. But when it comes to how they do their daily job, 
Uh, micromanager is kind of a bad word. Nobody likes that word. No one says like, man, I love my boss. He's such a micromanager, man. He, he, oh, like every little detail, every breath I take, you know, he's, he's there telling me what to do. It's, it's amazing. You don't have to think for myself at all. It's like, nobody likes that. That's not a, that's not a positive quality. So I think in general, it's about um, after you've trained your leadership, you, you know, your, your staff, what to do, it's really about trusting them to get it done right and then supporting them uh, the best way you can to make sure they get it done right. So I think, yeah, it might sound like on a surface level that Catherine doesn't have a lot to do because mostly she's just kind of like a mediator, like a, it's a communication, she's more of a mouthpiece, right? But I feel like that's kind of in general, you know, just kind of how, when you have a really big system, how it just has to work, right? Like if, if I want to speak to true mother, I'm sure there's, you know, millions of other members who also want to speak to true mother, right? So it'd be really difficult. True mother would just be on the phone all the time with, with members, which isn't, you know, I'm not saying that's not a good use for time. It's just complicated and, and not everyone would get to talk to her, right? Even still, it would be like the worst call center ever. So um, your wait time is six hours and 46 minutes. It's just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> anyway, so um the, the the my point is that it it makes sense when you know my my young adult community talks to me, and then I talk to uh, my you know sub region director, and then they talk to Catherine, and then Catherine talks to Naokimi, and then Naokimi talks to Doctor oh, no. Young, and then Doctor Young talks to Doctor Kim, and then doc- that seems kind of repetitive there. Anyway, uh, anyway, <laughs> Naokimi can talk to Kim. I think I I, think, I don't know. Anyway, and then. Uh, Dr. Kim talks to true mother, right? So it's like this funnel of of mm-hmm. information. But of course, that means that the information gets washed down and it also gets... Yeah, uh, it's a big telephoned. game of telephone, right? Yeah, it gets telephoned. So I, my, my local community says we really need more, um, uh, you know, national support. And mm-hmm. then that goes through, uh, you know, the filter of, of my subregion director, then goes through Catherine's filter and, and it gets so filtered by the time it's like the the youth are looking for more things to contribute on the national level. And it's like, that's, that's not at all what I said. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, but I think that's, yeah. So I, I understand what you're saying, but it feels like we're just a mouthpiece. But I feel like that's that's kind of half of the job is being, mm-hmm. being a mouthpiece for the people right. who can't just, you know, have a meeting with, um, Mm. directors of things and and you know pre- just talk to the president however we 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 will just talk to the president because uh you know Catherine's gonna <laughs> hook us up with that now key interview no um but i guess i uh, what i want because it's just like you know um so i'm i was wondering i asked those questions because you know you're like the director of eim right you have like you know some ability some authority to say to dictate how like you know the the realm of of engaging second gen, the route, like, you know, and like getting their attention or, you know, making it more appealing or something like that. Because I just noticed, you know, throughout, you know, after I finished high school, it's just like, there's a, sh- uh, there's a steep drop off as to like how much like the community cares for you or like, and then how much individual effort you do. Cause you know, throughout middle school, high school, and even, you know, elementary, you have, you have Sunday school, you have, you know, your middle school, Sunday school, and then you have, you know, youth group. 
you know, on the weekends and stuff like that, that'll support you, especially in high school and, you know, help you develop your faith. But after you graduate, it's like none of those programs exist or like, you know, you don't have those summer workshops for young adults or like you did in high school. And it's just like, I just, and like Sunday service isn't the most um, sexy thing to listen to or the most, you know, um, I, I guess uh, the thing I, I, I don't resonate really well with Sunday school because it just feels like it's still preaching to, to first gen or like in their ways of doing things and how they did Sunday XYZ. school or, or Sunday service? Sunday service, I'm sorry, Sunday service. All right, okay. Yeah, and it just and it just right, feels last like, time I heard you talk about Sunday service, Toya, you had you had much more sharp words than <laughs> not the best and yeah, I mean, but I mean, I'm just I'm just you know it has to be palatable, right? Yeah, I no, I think I think uh, I think what the feeling is that Sunday service, the current Sunday service, is really boring and and very uh, lazy. Is it feels lazy? It's like you know, it makes sense that it was like a Zoom call kind of format when it started because like, you know, pandemic just hit and then they scrambled to get a thing together. And in that sense, it was really well done for the amount of time that they had, I'm sure leading into it. Uh, Cause the church has a tendency to be kind of last minute when it comes to our stuff, even our big yeah. events. Yes. Uh, we have like a month lead time where a lot of people have, you know, six months lead time into these events or more, you know, it's like a year in advance, you know, that this mm -hmm. thing is going down and, and that there's efforts made towards you know, getting people together, but we've had it where like a week before we're trying to get talent to show up for this event. Um, so I feel like if we, if we could get back to a better level of quality, I think that would help. I, I think people have kind of hit this zoom fatigue of just kind of like, I'm just so done attending another zoom call. Yeah. For sure. uh, it's just, so to, to have the Sunday service look and feel like another zoom call, it's something that's just like, oh, and it's, you know, bless his heart. Now, the president now is doing his best, right? But that vir virtual background, I just don't get it. Like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure his virtual background is like a picture of a place in his house. Like, why not just actually have your actual background? I don't understand. Like, yeah, it's just, I, it's but, just. And I'm it's, not just talking yeah. about production quality, though. Justin. Of course. No, I know. I'm just saying it, it definitely contributes. It's definitely one of those. It's it is mm -hmm. a point of friction. It's not the most important point of friction. If the content was amazing, uh, I'm sure people would would join a prayer call, you know, just poor quality over the phone that because that would be enough. Um, but yeah, just in general, I think our president Nakimi is is a great leader and i'm sure he's got all the uh the, the qualities that you look for in a in a in a national leader and a president mm -hmm. of the movement but when it comes to his his speaking ability he is he has a, a, a genre that i don't know if is uh the always the most entertaining so i think if we could get more than just our president speaking i feel like um it doesn't really make sense to me why we've been doing that. Uh, it, it, it's, it, and it, to a certain extent, it feels like now Sunday service is just one long commercial for whatever's coming up next. <laughs> yeah. Are you guys interested in hearing like other young leaders or other elders, you guys interested in giving service? Like who, what are your suggestions for what, change could look like and something really exciting to watch would look like um i i just i'm just more interested in hearing listening and hearing from my my peers mostly right so if joshua holmes could give sunday service to just like to, to us right to me 
like a like our like didn't someone our age level already I'm, I'm just saying an example i don't know if he did one already didn't um, he right probably mm-hmm. but i don't know what his message was no but like okay i'm just saying i'm just saying it's an example justin i know i just i'm like i remember there was a time where someone did give the Sunday right. service it wasn't a president and i'm pretty sure mm-hmm. but i mean re- i mean regardless it, it's right i i i i, I want someone of my peers to give Sunday service, right? Or have our own Sunday service that we can tune into, that we can be able to chime in, talk, discuss, and really feel like um, we're, we're being incorporated into, you know, the broad, the larger movement, right? Because I, I, I just hate when it's, this movement just feels like it's not for me. Like they're not catering for me. They're not listening to me. They don't, and they're not doing things for me i know it's not selfish but it's just that's just how i feel right mm-hmm. and i just and i feel a lot of other people my age feel the same way and they feel really alienated from sunday service because it's not it's not really um resonating with them it's not really applicable to their life and with how they're living it and what they're doing and uh what they're focusing on right so what do you think Catherine? yeah i mean i i definitely see room for improvement but I guess I also see the other side of how difficult that improvement and making steps towards improvement is. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I guess I hear you and uh, a youth service would be, would be awesome. And I guess also hearing from different people just to kind of, you, you it's a level of excitement and right. yeah, just a change of pace. You, you know, that um, if President Naokimi is going to be talking, you kind of know, you know, how the style of the, the message will be and that there'll be, mm-hmm. you know, the slideshow and all of that. Um, but then, yeah, I guess I see he does have his role and, um, you know, True Mother could possibly be watching his sermon. So to, to be in the middle on the both sides, it is, it's a little bit different and it's difficult and it's hard to see mm-hmm. when you're not in a leadership position. But know that your your voice has been heard because actually Justin um, reached out to me and you know just kind of went directly and and Mm -hmm. and wanted to help and have your voices heard because we we young leaders do care about Mm -hmm. the the field the little tiny communities the big communities the people who you know might not have haven't been to church in a year or two years or you know only go for certain events all those voices matter to us because we care about bringing all all of God's children to God and making everyone feel loved. Like that's something I really care about in my life. And so hearing your voices, um, whether it's good things, bad things, it all, it all matters. Um, I, I don't, I can't, I guess I can't speak for all other leaders, but it, it matters to me. So, um, yeah, definitely talking with my teams about, you know, solutions and suggestions that we can bring to National Family Service is definitely something I am all ears for. Sweet. That's much appreciated. Um, Tor, did you want to add um, to that? So, so if anyone heard, I think it was last week or last Sunday on May ninth uh he he actually gave a pretty good sermon like it wasn't so you know it wasn't so catered towards one group or the other it was pretty uh generic and it and the the way he you know 
the flow of his sermon was really good. Like he even gives some personal testimonies as well. And I thought that that was pretty perfect. And if all of his sermons could be something similar to that, I think it would solve a lot of problems that young people have with the national service. Um, but yeah, if anyone hasn't listened to it, you should, you guys should listen to the May 9th one. But, uh, uh, thanks but for it. one other thing is like, yeah, it is, it, it is hard for uh, President Alkimi to, you know, cater to one group and not the other. He He's in the position where he has to meet the needs of basically everyone in the movement. So I don't know if you've tried this, Toya, but if you try to cater to a lot of different people, it's, it's it gets very hard. Your content gets uh, washed down and generic and it's, it's not, it's not a very easy thing to do, especially if you do it week in and week out. And that, that's why I have this problem, especially within the church is like a lot of positions of like higher positions, like, you know, lead, lead church leaders, pastors, uh, national leaders and whatever. I just feel like they have so much responsibility on their plate because not only does president Alkimi have to do all his presidential duties, but he also has to prepare a sermon each week. And I've always wondered why we've, we as a movement, like put all these responsibilities on one person and not share it across different people. Um, I don't mm. know if anyone else has had that thought, the same thought. But. Good point. I, th I also think that like, that kind of calls to the feeling that I think that Toya said without knowing that that's what he was saying. Yeah. You have to pick your target audience. And I think for Toya, he's Toya, he's felt it's really clear that we are not the target audience. Yeah. We, right. But it doesn't make sense. Right. Cause if we're the future of the movement and I'm, you know, and I'm going to be the one having kids and I'm going to be having, you know, breeding those kids and shepherding them into the movement. Then it's like, but if you're not targeting me, then it's just like, there's something messed up you know what i mean so i think to the to both points is as yeah it's true it's if you try if we were to try to make like the first episode of this podcast i don't know if we even used it but we tried to make the first episode of this podcast uh open to anyone who wanted to reach listen to religious content right so it wasn't going to be a unificationist only podcast it was just going to be a religious podcast in general and then I quickly realized how futile that is. We can't talk about our specific needs as a, as a movement and be inclusive of every kind of religion. It's just not going to work. And I was just like, yeah, we would, it would just, for our unification members, it would be so boring listening to us give definitions for what, you know, who true mother is and stuff. It's like, I didn't know that. Why are you skip, 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 you know? And then for our people who don't know, are probably not going to listen anyway because then the things that we talk about are so specific to our community that it's like why what? so it's just like okay yeah screw that we're just going to focus on our listeners and then you know when we, we looked at the data and we realized that our audience is 18 to, to 30 something we were like okay yeah again let's stop trying to like be inclusive for older and younger members like it, it does it's just it's it's a waste of time so i think i think in general if if you look at the sunday service if we're really honest, I think a lot of the, the younger generation bounced off way early and just haven't given it another shot. And I feel like there's probably a reason that they haven't tried making it yeah. more 
more youth friendly. And I, I don't think yeah. that it's just their fault or saying mm-hmm. whose fault it is. I think that maybe we need a new option, right? Something that That's is specifically catered for us, right? A, a, a Sunday service, kind of like a, like, a, like a Sunday school, right? Like a youth service that's solely for youth. Yeah. That way you don't have to worry about hitting the, the, you know, making everyone happy. You just divide who gets what and then bam, suddenly everyone's happy. Well, how about that? What if that was the solution? Yeah, I don't think it's Ooh. bad, but I think, oh. I think the problem then incurs, but it then, then, then there's no unity. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're splitting it up. And I, th- I just hear the, the semantics of that argument come up. Come you have the unity play. with announcements and stuff. You know, you have like the national announcement and you have the unity through yeah. that. And if there's anything that needs to be communicated across both of those platforms, you stick it in there. And then we show the same uh, announcement segment in both. I mean, that's not bad, but I mean, hey, I'm, I'm reasonable, right? But other people may not be reasonable. I, I think I, it's, oh. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I think it's also really important to communicate your intention. I think sometimes young people, um, we hear what, you know, the movement is doing and we're just like, uh, we don't, we don't, we don't like that. But I think deep down our intentions are, are pretty much the same and we care about the same things and we, and we want to ultimately um, Mm -hmm. be, have loving families, awesome marriages, um, you know, love our kids and love our communities and the the world and, and bring the world together through the principles that we believe in. And so I feel like sometimes when we write things off or we we're not super on board with something, um, we just kind of like turn and walk out the door and our elders don't understand that our intentions are still there. We just feel like, the way that we're expressing it isn't the way that we want to do it. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, I just feel like there's sometimes um, there needs to be a sit down conversation of saying like to our elders, like we really do still care and we really do want to make an impact more than anything. Um, but that the way that you guys are carrying it out is just not something that young people can relate to and something that I can get behind. And I right. feel like if you have those conversations that our elders can start to understand like, wow, they really, they do care. It's not that they don't care. It's just that they don't care for the way that we're, you know, expressing or right. manifesting what we, how we want to change the world. Yeah. So I guess, uh, so how is headquarters addressing this issue? Right. Uh, I mean, how is headquarters? Yeah. So yeah. How is headquarters addressing this issue then? Cause you know, you, as you said, right. So yourself um, that there needs to be some dialogue. So is there like, so what's going to, so what's happening? Yeah. So some way that I'm diving into this is mm-hmm. I'm actually joining project Phoenix this mm-hmm. weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the only thing that I know of that is really encouraging that intergenerational conversation and listening and understanding um, and yeah, I guess, uh, I don't know if headquarters in general is addressing it, but something that I'm really trying to encourage upon, um, actually president Alchemy is, is, is encouraging this, um, from himself is to really take ownership over, um, this June 5th event and, and making something in, in your community that you, you care about. Um, and so it doesn't have to be per se about this, this specific event, but events in general, making, making your own impact in the way that you want alongside the national event in your own community is a way 
um, to take ownership and to have our young people step in and say, hey, like, we don't love these rallies. And we want to um, share about um, our, our values and the principles in marriage and in family in this way. And then the young people create that in their community, you know, before or after or around that, the, the national kind of providential event um, as a way to show that you do care and you do want to make an impact and you're willing to put in the work and make things happen. Um, and it also, yeah, just shows, shows our elders that you care and are willing to put in that time. <clears throat> yeah, that makes, that makes did sense. You just, did you just plug the national event? <laughs> so I understand that, but it's just, it, it just still feels like that's, it doesn't feel substan substantive or uh, substantial at all. Because it just it just it just feels like you're reiterating what what uh, President Alkim is doing and saying, which makes sense. But it just it doesn't feel like it's coming from um, a position of heart in a in a, in a way. You know what I mean? It doesn't feel like I'm being understood still because it, you can say that like take ownership of this this uh, event, but it just feels like I'm tired of following those, these events, right? Like I get it. There's an event. Cool. True Mother showing up. Yes, it's a part of my faith. I I I, I appreciate it, but it's not. It's not meeting my needs like, okay, me holding, a, a, you know, a dinner with my friends saying and talking about this event isn't going to make our problems disappear or address our problems in a way, you know what I mean? And I just, at, at the heart of the issue is that like, we're still not being heard. And just because this event's coming around and, you know, our president's saying, take ownership of this event. It's very nice. They're nice words, but they're just words, right? I don't think, and that that's putting the ownership on us, right? And I just feel like a lot of the times throughout my life, it's always been, I have to make the initiative, right? I have to do something. And I just want to plug and play, you know, sometimes, you know what I mean? Like I live, you know, my life just as much as- You just as want to be taken else's. care of. Yeah, in a way. You want to be nurtured by the community that you work so hard to create. For sure, for sure, in, in a way. But also because I, it, I think it's unbalanced, right? This relationship of, of a member and the organization is re very, really, really unbalanced, right? I have to put almost more than 50%, almost 75%, right? And the organization just says, hey, do this. And that's just like their 15 or like, you know, their 25% portion of responsibility. And I just feel like that's messed up. And it's not. And as, as a EAM you know, director, I feel like there could be more done. And you could have the voice to, to start more initiative and start more action. And I know you've only been on the job for like a month and you're still adjusting and everything. But I, this is just my deepest desire, right? Hmm. <laughs> I'm curious what kinds of things like you know, manifestation of what you want, what does that look like? Um, I guess on a national level, right? All the communities are, there's like a standard of how each community is. So if I go to, for example, to uh, San Francisco, right? Because of an internship or whatever, and I go to the community center or, you know, the church, it just, it operates like the church that I know it does in Northern Virginia, right? And then there's like a certain schedule, maybe it might be different, topics might be different, but there's, you know, like kind of like an underlying understanding of like every community is doing the same thing, providing some sort of the same level of service and is doing, you know, their best to reach out to, to the community, to each individual that lives in that community and offering really good, like, you know, uh, service. Right. Yeah. And um, so you're wanting it to be different. You don't want to know, like you want what? some kind of like level of, 
like like um like I just want there to be like a standard, right? Like a set standard that every every community can follow. That every community is You're asking you know, for unity. You want you want there yeah. to be like a unified front. Yeah, yeah. Because if I if I go to San Francisco right now, they're not going to have the same programs that we do in Nova, right? For example, or if I go to New Jersey or New York, you know, they have different. They're really big communities, so they have separate community, like separate churches, right? So you they're want the church to feel it. franchised, like like yeah, McDonald's. Yeah. When you go to McDonald's, <laughs> you know that you can always get a McChicken. Right. And it'll taste the same no matter where I where yeah. I go. They might have an extra McChicken in Texas, the spicy McChicken, but it's not the only Mc. You can also get the regular McChicken, right? So you want right. there to be the base menu that's the same orderable items at all locations, and if they have extra things, that's fine. But it shouldn't be that each every McDonald's you go to, you have no idea what they're going to serve. Right. Like you come in and you guys, you guys have fried chicken. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah uh weird this potato salad is this what i thought this was mcdonald's and it's like yeah it is mcdonald's but you're in you know louisiana so there's also shrimp gumbo and it's like that's that's cool i guess um i just thought i thought you guys would have like burgers and stuff and like, oh no we don't do that we don't do that in our community right right but like but i'm obviously i understand that it requires a lot of a lot of work for each community to uh you know to give that quality of service right and, and stuff like that but you know that's just the ideal that i envision right mm -hmm. yeah i mean that sounds really good I, I i think that'd be cool i think they've tried to do a national standard in the past but it was kind of i don't know i wouldn't say it was a weak attempt it was just it was uh a, a, it was more of a recommendation than it was uh like a standard so like right, the, right right the yeah yam um retreat that they did uh i think the summit the am summit or something i don't know what they call it anyway whatever they did it like two years ago like I don't know, 2019 or something yeah um they were trying to set a standard like that right so that there'd be a standard and they wanted us to like have the same goals and, and end dates like let's um there was some sort of thing called like gun or or there was some sort of high school program mm -hmm. that, Top whatever I don't know. It was, I can't remember what it's called, but there was some sort of high school program that would be done at the same time. So they wanted, they wanted all the Ilshim programs to start and finish at the same time. They wanted this high school thing to start and end at the same time. And they were asking all of the Yam and, uh, and Yeah Yam, sorry. Young adult all, of, the, all the young adult ministries and all the youth ministries to kind of coordinate all of these things. Uh, and I, from personal experience, it was really difficult. <laughs> like, yeah, and you know, because our Ilsham program, you know, has our our kids in our area, and it was like, you know, it was really hard to get my parents to sign up on time, and I had to keep redoing that. And like, we started like three weeks late because of all the reschedules, just to get all the parents in the room at the same time, mm -hmm. and like go over the sign up and and you know all the stuff and things like that. So, I. I think that yeah, that's where it, it, it there's some there's going to be some remixing, but also again, it wasn't like a you guys you have to do it like this. It was just hey, it'd be great. Guidelines, if right? We're yeah. more if we were more united as a community, and then they put research resources on the Family Fed website. Um, but I, it was again, we were just we were just uh, mm -hmm. uh, what, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, requested, motivated, uh, incentivized. I don't know. I'm looking for a word like that. We were we were gently asked to use these guidelines, but they weren't um, mandatory. Okay. So Tori, are you asking for mandatory or do you think? I, th I think it should be, you know what I mean? Like 
we're 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 a big organization, and if and I think that just proves that like the organization isn't doing enough in, in a way. Yeah, mm-hmm. but like why? Because you why have do you yeah, because you're, you're trusting standard. because you're trusting each individual to do something, right? But each individual has their own ideas and has their own plans to to make something, right? Like if I give you if I give you a piece of paper, Tori, and I tell you to make something out of it, what are you gonna make? You're gonna make something completely different for me, right? And mm-hmm. we have like maybe the same topic that we have to make a bird, right? Sure. I might make an eagle. You might you might make a crane, and you know what I mean. So someone who's more passionate and uh, in their community and who's willing to do more work can do can ha- has a lot of wonderful and creative ideas, right? And is really impactful in their community. While someone who's just there just to be there, kind of because they have to be there, isn't isn't going to put in that work, that time, that effort, right? So if there's national, if there's guidelines, not even guidelines, but if there's something that they have to do or you know there's an expectation that some that someone has to do then it makes it so much easier to follow so much easier to execute and then there's you know an expectation from from me as you know a passerby joining a passive person right knowing what's going to happen what's going on and who can intake all that i just feel like it's already like that like but it's not but it's not though but it's not tora what do you mean if I go to if I go to Norfolk, Virginia, right now, Tora, what is the quality? Like of, that's like right? so. That's that's because it's a small community. There's it's a, a big difference. But it, but it shouldn't. But it shouldn't matter if it's a smaller community or not. You know what I'm saying, Tora? So I, you no, want there's no one send, there. You want them to send a leader there? And yeah, like no. What but do I'm you saying, want, bro? Because with the big community, it doesn't, it doesn't it's, matter. It's almost man. always like what you've already mentioned. How there's already some something there. There's someone there who's running these types yeah. of events and it's basically the same and same everywhere except but with it's not different the same names everywhere. it's not the same well, everywhere they don't talk you, about the same stuff it I doesn't that, uh, <laughs> why, I mean, why 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 doesn't it matter to you that they talk about the same stuff that they're it not is the it's page? true it's the thing is like the young ministry had what they wanted us to talk about and we would use that when we couldn't come up with good content on our own we were like when we were like floundering to come up with a good topic for that week we would go to the young adult ministry page and we would just d- talk about whatever we were supposed to talk about mm-hmm. but for the most part we didn't want to talk about those things and i feel like if i had to i don't know that i would be the young adult minister in, in bridgeport connecticut right but then that's that's the you know that's I'm the sure someone would be being out of touch yeah. and not understanding what what they want what the youth want to talk about i think their content was fine i just what i wanted to talk about it wasn't like oh this stuff is bad or boring it just i just had a i i knew that what my community needed on a personal level was a little bit different. And I was like, I'd rather talk about this. I know that they really want to talk about, you know, dating right now. So we're going to talk about that instead of talking about, you know, I don't know, um, family life. Uh, So it was just like, it's not that what the church had on its agenda was bad or that I wasn't interested in it. It's that often I wanted to talk about something different because of something that had come up at the last youth group at the last mm-hmm. yeah, meeting and stuff. And I was like, okay, I want to cater to this more specifically. Um, and so then we would come up with content specifically about that. And so like one thing that we talked about that I don't think would ever be on the, 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 the roster is about how often, how common uh, rape is in the church between husband and wife, because our, our, our second gen guys and third gen guys are just not taught how a relationship, it seems like, how is that possible? Yeah, so, consent is still consent, right? Yeah, so we, we, we did it. We did a conversation about that because it came up. A lot of people had some, there was obvious confusion. And I was like, whoa, okay, let's, well, let's clarify that. And so we, we did a whole thing on that. There's, there wouldn't be space for that on the national level unless I called and said, hey, can, can we all do 
a rape talk. And if they said no, that we don't feel like that's appropriate or maybe next year, then my community would never get that answer. And it's like, am I supposed to do a separate program away? Like, am I supposed to do like, okay, that's Thursday night. And then Saturday, Saturday night, I can do my rape talk. No, I'm not saying you can't do that. I'm saying like there could be, okay. So a solution would be, there could be monthly guidelines, right? Where you talk about X, Y, Z, right. And then, and like, you should have conversations or, uh, or activities that facilitate towards that ultimate goal, right? That's one thing you could do. But anyway, Catherine, what do you think? You've been listening to this for a while. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess overall, it really sounds like you want headquarters to tell you what to do. Like, that's the vibe I'm getting. Is I just want more direction. I, I just want more direction, you know what I mean? I just feel mm-hmm. like headquarters is very passive and they're not, they're not doing anything. Like, you could put out Instagram content of uh, short videos of Sunday service, of the morning morning devotion but there's nothing of that right there's no effort to reach out to, to young adults or you know young people in general and i just feel like that lack of effort just speaks volumes towards what what headquarters really wants and what the movement is really trying to do for young people and it just and it just feels like a big middle finger you know what i mean hmm. those are really great ideas mm-hmm. um like doing snippets for social media that is something that i personally am interested in is reaching right, out right to our young people through social media. Um, I guess overall, it's just, mm-hmm. you're always like, we can't make everyone happy or, sure. yeah. You know, yeah. And I so understand. like when there's more guidelines, the local communities want more freedom. And then when there's freedom, they want more guidelines. Like it's just, you can't win. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I guess right now we're in the stage of trying to give more power to the local communities and autonomy to, take care of their communities in what they need. Um, and then people want more guidelines. So it's like, it's really right, hard right. to balance and understand. And mm. obviously we can't make everyone happy. Um, but yeah, social media. That's really funny. I experienced exactly that. The Ilshim program, I remember at the Yayam workshop, I was like, yeah, there should be a standard. So everyone's getting the same education at all the, you know, cause I, I don't want, one community being like an Ilshim graduate and having no, no, you know, tangible, real good content. And then others having amazing content. That's not fair. And then they did that. They did a national, and I followed to the T the um, uh, Ilshim program and I hated it. (laughs) I I, I wanted, I just, I wanted out so bad. I was like, I'm going to drop this, man. I'm not interested. Like the parents don't seem involved. They don't seem to give a fart about what their kids are learning. They're not helping with the homework. And I just feel like this is, it's, it was so well planned out. They were, it was like, it, it was like so well planned out every single week, what you were supposed to do. It was like, you know, look at the child in the eye, breathe, hand them the, the pencil, inhale. It was like, it was like so detailed that I felt like there was no room for creativity or for making it like more unique. And I felt like, I was just reading a script of like literally every single task I had to do. And then they all had times of how much time I was allowed to give to each thing. And I was like, this is great if I had no idea what to do, but I know what I want to do. I know what I want to teach them. And I want to make time for these things. But I feel like I can't because I'm following this guideline. And by the end, I felt like a zombie, just like, okay, Mm -hmm. reach into your journal, your custom page. It was just like, I hated it so much Mm -hmm. because also I could feel the educational style that the person who wrote it had and it just wasn't the way I would educate people right you have that experience which is awesome 
there are some communities where this is their first Silsham ever and, you know, they need that guidance. So it's like, again, you can't win with everyone and, right. and everyone's putting out their best to support people is, I guess, the bottom line. Mm. And I, I think I understand that to an extent, but it just feels like, like, cause you know, it would give, it would relieve a lot of pressure for, you know, someone in, you know, as a young adult minister to, you know, a little bit of that like responsibility that they already have on their plate that they're already managing with their you know their job their their student life whatever it may be if you know there are for example guidelines or if there is like a national like program or that that you're following or something like that i, mean, I, I don't know and like I, it's not like torah you, las vegas has a, a thriving young adult ministry going on right now that could use use a program or two or some guidelines or two I mean, just because there's programs doesn't mean that people would want to be, you know, interested. People would be interested in leading those programs. Like, like you got to have people that want to lead, that want to take that responsibility to coordinate these uh, events. So it's not, I don't think it's more, I don't think it's like creating more programs is what we need. I think it's uh -huh. more like uh, either, either inspiring more people to, take on those positions or, you know, like, like Justin said, like sending people to certain communities that don't have people and trying to do something like that. Yeah. Uh, is, is there a budget in headquarters to hire, you know, youth leaders and, and uh, young adult ministers to go to communities that don't have them? Like send them there and house them? Mm, maybe just pay them. <laughs> Not, oh, maybe kidding. not house. Maybe, I mean, <laughs> you could probably, you know, it's a church, so you can probably find them somewhere for them to stay, or, or they can stay in the center if there is one for a little while until they set up more 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 real roots. But is that even a possibility? Could the could the church actually afford something like that, or is that completely out of the question? And you're you're talking about having a youth or a young pastor go kind of plant. Yeah, like a, be planted into a community that doesn't have one. Right. So like, let's say that there's a small young adult community, like maybe five or 10 young adults, but none of them are interested in running uh, a youth ministry, but they would all love to attend one. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, okay, let's, let's train a young adult minister and then put him in that community and pay him to do that job. Right. Is that a possibility? Cause I know that we've done that in other, we do that in other countries with like, you know, national leaders right? Like, uh, we, I was in the Dominican Republic and, and UP, UP, I don't know. UPA, UPA, UPA. The, 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 the military people from yeah. UPA. UPA sent a, a, a guy to lead, uh, in the Dominican Republic. It was a disaster, but, uh, they did. Right. And so it's like, <laughs> they sent two people, actually, they sent two people. Um, I don't, yeah. So my point is that they did that and, and then they paid them Right. So it's like there is a capacity for that internationally, but is there something, could that be, is that viable on a national level or is it just not, there's not enough, there's no budget for that kind of a thing? I don't know numbers specifically. I don't think money would be an issue. I think it's more of who wants to uproot and go to a community and kind of force something that no one's really willing to take ownership of in the first place. It feels a little inorganic and um, yeah, I guess, you know, maybe if it's part of like a missionary program when, where they're used to kind of following an order or direction and doing what they're told, it might 
but like you said, you know, it, what, it didn't go well in the DR and I don't know if it would really go well in the U S either, because, you know, it's just like, I know a foreign object or a foreign person that's been planted and you know exactly what they're supposed to do. And I feel like young people, we kind of like, we step away from those kinds of things where, where it's not genuine and authentic and we seek kind of a more natural and organic approach to things. So that's just my take on it. I know that's a, that was like what they did with uh, the sub-regional directors, right? Like I was asked uh, if I had interest in being a sub-regional director of district five or not sub-regional or just district director, district District director, district pastor. Thank you. District pastor of district five. They asked me if I was interested in doing that. And that was exactly what they wanted. They wanted to uproot me from Bridgeport and put me in Georgia and then, and then leave that community, right? Even though I didn't know anything about the community. I'd never, I, you know, my, my dad lives there. <laughs> but like, that's, that's all I know. I've, I've never seen any pictures. I, I don't know anyone who lives down there. Um, I, 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 was so, I was so wrong about where the community was. I was like, isn't Worcester, Worcester near there? And it's like, no, that's in Massachusetts, dude. And I was like, ah, uh. <laughs> 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 right. So it's like, what, why, would, why would you send me there? And it's like, well, because I was willing to go because they were willing to pay me to do it, right? And I feel like, I think there are plenty of people who would love to work for the church. There just isn't a clear way to work for the church. Like, I don't know how you got hired, but, you know, I, I didn't know that there was a, an opening for the position to, for the young adult ministry, you know, leading for the nation. So I feel like, I don't know how the system works. You know, someone contacted me and asked me, do you want to lead District 5? But no one, it wasn't like, I didn't get an email that was saying like, hey, or, you know, I don't know, maybe it was on the website. Maybe it's on Family Fed. There's like a job listings. I didn't, I didn't know about that. So I think that the way that it is, is a little, is a little, uh, I don't know if it's complicated or, or, but I think my point is besides how it works, my point is, I think there is, there are people who definitely uproot and and go because they want to serve the church Right. And they would love to have the church be their job. I can speak to that personally because I've asked, I asked President Dunkley, I went up to him and said, Hey, I want to work for the church. What can I do? And he was like, Oh, are you willing to move? And at the time I wasn't. And I was like, No, I'm not willing to move. And he's like, Okay, well, then I don't know what you can do. (laughs) All right. And then uh, later I was like, Okay, yeah, I am willing to move. But it was, you know, he was, things were shifting and everything was complicated and whatever. So I feel like, I am, I am not so gung ho when it comes to like my what I actually am willing to do, right? Like I'm pretty, I'm pretty, I'm a pretty laid back member. I'm kind of lazy, right? So I feel like if I'm willing to move and then serve a community that I know nothing about, I think that there are more people who are way more invested in in our movement by their physical efforts who would absolutely uproot and go to a community that they feel that they could serve. Right, mm-hmm. that would that would that would appreciate it. I don't know if that's the solution. I right. just, I think I know that Toya has mentioned that in previous episodes, saying how come the church doesn't value what they they're saying? They say they care about the youth, but they don't put any money towards us. And so I was just like, is that even a possibility? Could could the church put any money towards this, or are they are are we kind of broke? Um. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't know the financials. I know right. that as things are starting to open back up, our resources and income is definitely 
it going in a positive direction. Um, mm. But with, yeah, the New Yorker being closed and um, various communities being closed down, I know it was definitely mm-hmm. more difficult, but um, yeah, sorry, I cannot answer it like indefinitely, but um, I think just getting it out there and even having people hear this podcast is um, just a kind of a great way to raise awareness and, and get ideas flowing as to, um, yeah, what could be a possibility. Um, there has been a job opening for the pastorship in Omaha, Nebraska, where I live Ooh. for a year and a half now. So I don't know where you're at, Justin, but we've been looking for a pastor for a long time. So Omaha, mm. Nebraska, middle <laughs> of the country. Let's go. How much does that pay? Um, I don't, I didn't, I don't know. It, I think it would probably be in, in true love. They pay you in corn. Cost of living is very cheap here. So for sure. For sure. So. Yeah. I see. But I mean, it wouldn't even, you wouldn't even have to send them to like a dead community or like a not so alive community. You could send them to places where there, there is a bigger community, but there is no scene, right? For, for young adults. So I just, I just feel like could be, could be invaluable if, if it were to be true. Because, you know, if you, if you get a very recognizable person like Joshua Holmes, right, and you supplant him in a community, everyone's going to welcome him. It's not like no one's going to be like, hey, I hate you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I think he's a very friendly guy, very approachable and very charismatic. You know, and I don't think anybody would, refu- would refuse his, his stay. So. Right. Justin's um, looking up the job posting. Pen. I I am yeah. I was looking at, I was looking at uh, the available jobs. <laughs> Seeking pastor for Triangle Family Church, North Carolina. It's called Triangle. What does that mean? I think it's Raleigh, Durham, Charlotte. There's like yeah. three communities really close, so it's like mm-hmm. Durham, North Carolina. Wow, interesting. So what do you make of all of this so far, Catherine? Are we just complaining just to complain? Or, or do we have a legitimate... Yeah, are, are our arguments even valid? <laughs> no, I think it's all valid. It's, it's, and it's concerns that people everywhere are feeling. Like they mm-hmm. want to move forward. They want to make a difference. It's mm-hmm. just people are different. I, their ideas are different. The way mm-hmm. they the way they want to make an impact is different and yeah it's 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 human life and we have to figure out how we can do this together and mm-hmm. um try to appeal to the biggest majority whichever way um it goes and know that you know anything that you're doing um that's causing kind of an uproar or you know, is at least you're getting some attention and it's, and it means that people care and are out there. And so I don't think it's something that, you know, we just see like, oh, complains, like, oh, just kind of shoo them off. But it's like, no, these people care because, you know, they, they, they want to make an impact. At least with you guys, I see that you care and you're not just complaining to, you know, just to whine and be done, but like you want to see change and you're willing to put in time to see change. So yeah, I think it's all valid and good. Um, and yeah, it starts with communication for sure. Mm.
will we see any change coming soon? <laughs> I mean, yeah. So that's in the, the coming thing, year like, or two. What? It's it's hard to be able to answer that because mm. change looks differently for everyone. It's it's subjective, for you know. Sure. So, yeah. you, like a person can see change, a community can see change, while you know the rest of the community or the rest of the country doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely feel myself like a turning of the ownership of the movement from first to second generation or to younger people. Um, I do feel that. And, um, you know, every day I think about like, how can I have that ripple effect felt Mm. in the the smallest of deadest communities? You know, like how, how can I make the change that I feel or the, the, the changing of the movements ownership? How can I get that to ripple all the way down? Like that, that telephone line that we talked about earlier. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, because I think that's important to kind of wake up everyone and show that like, this is our time. Like true mother has been talking about this for like the past 10 years. And 10 mm-hmm. years ago, I was like, oh, I'm 16. Like, I'm not ready to go into a leadership position, but there were others older and, you know, in a position too. But I guess now that I am 26 and I am, you know, kind of moving into a different part of my life, I, mm-hmm. I, I do want to take ownership and I understand what she's saying and that how important it is for young leaders to start to move in. And I used to think of that, um, like she was saying, she wanted all these people under 40 by this time and this date. And I'm just like, whoa, like hold the brakes. We're not ready for that. But I guess um, I was part, I was like the tail end of the baby boom of the 82 blessing parents. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. like, uh, there's a big chunk of people who are my age or a little bit older. Um, so yeah, I feel this changing of the tide and, um, movement in in ownership. And I, I hope that there is going to be change and I hope that you'll feel and see it, but I can't guarantee that for everyone. Um, Mm. but at the national level, I am trying to, um, put some things in place that, really garner um, a a sense of pride and community in our young people. Um, We started a new little social media thing that we're going to feature accomplishments from uh, all the way from zero to 20 young young adults um, feature their accomplishments to see Mm. like, oh gosh, that person just, you know, graduated with their, with their doctorate or this, you know, little girl, her first soccer game like just to build a little bit of a community and sense of um excitement of like wow she just dropped her first album i'm a i'm a budding artist and you know i would love to do that someday and just Mm -hmm. build this community of being proud of each other i think um is one way we can just take one more step towards being proud and um proud of who we are and how we can impact the world because we are talented and we do have a lot to offer the world. So yeah, change it's, yeah, it's seen differently and interpreted differently, but I think, um, I think it's coming. I really, really do. I think it's coming. I'm hopeful Mm -hmm. and I want to be a part of it and I want to Mm -hmm. initiate it and, and push for it and and encourage, um, yeah, that change to happen from the top all the way Mm -hmm. up and down, not from a certain direction, but just kind of from that heart of wanting to, yeah, to add to this world, to add value to people's lives, to make people's lives, to help people live the most happy, fruitful, encouraging life that they can. Um, 
yeah, from, from every direction, not just necessarily from headquarters. Mm. So, mm. yeah. Well, let's, let's see, let's see what will happen. I'm excited too. I want to be optimistic about it, but yeah. I know it's hard. I do. Mm-hmm. I, I, I know it, it feels like, gosh, is this really going to happen? Like, can we really do this? But I think mm-hmm. it's in our hands now. So For we sure. can, we can, yeah. we have that ownership. Well, Catherine, thank you so much for coming to our podcast. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, I know that it must have been difficult to get the approval from headquarters, or maybe you're a rebel and you didn't even ask. Uh, thank again, we really appreciate it. That's that's really awesome. Is there anything you'd like to to say and final conclusion? Any kind of thing, or if you want to shout out to anything, uh, if you want to plug anything, now is your chance. <laughs> Well, I just want to say thank you guys for having me on and for being um, kind of a voice for the young people. Um, I'm sure you have lots of conversations with um, with the youth and you come on and have this platform to be able to yeah, help people kind of sort through some ideas or develop their own opinions on things. And um, yeah, I think it's it's a great place and I hope you guys have a lot of success with it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so thank much. You. Thank you guys so much for listening all the way to the end, if indeed you still are. And you. Thank you so much for listening, everyone, and all your support. We really appreciate it. Don't forget to please fill out our feedback survey. It's really important that you tell us what you like and don't like so that we can make the show better. Thank you again so much, Catherine, for being on the show and taking the time out of your day to be with us. Hopefully we can have you on the show again in the future and talk more in depth about how uh, Yamim is going for you. If you guys like what you've heard, don't forget to interact with us on our Discord or Instagram. Feel free to leave comments, criticisms, or just drop in and say hello. Also, let us know if you want to hear a particular person on the show as well. We gladly welcome any suggestions and inputs by our audience, so don't be shy. For any inquiries, you can contact us via email through lunastreampodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget, Lunastream is available on all the major platforms you'll find podcasts like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor FM, Google Podcasts, and much, much more. So don't forget to tune into the newest episodes. Give us a follow, share it with your friends, and we hope to see you next episode. Adieu!